Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 38. You've got Chris and Brian. Um, this time we're going to talk about things that a lot of people think are as good as something else. The as good as. But my, whatever's as good as that. It ain't. It's not. Provably. And we're going to slay some sacred cows here today. Um, also, this will be a little bit rambling. Uh, we're doing this kind of a shotgun approach as we stand in the shop this morning. Um, this is a, not quite a rant, but a pet peeve podcast. How about that? Um, guys, we, we, we get a lot of the as good as, um, and sometimes it's from, sometimes it's from some of you that we know and love. Um, sometimes it's from dudes who just wander in, I don't know, off of a three week heroin bender and they're not quite sober yet. I don't know. Um, but some of the suggestions about what's as good as, um, are, are, almost mind-numbing so let's start off with your 795 $7.95 leather belt from Walmart is not as good as a Volan Gearworks Riggers belt or a high-speed gear belt or a Magpul Tejas belt or a Magpul Tejas belt um, along the same vein um, I'm gonna pick on a brand without saying that brand but there's a brand out there that's named after a great big bird that looks like a vulture that's almost extinct that they live in California. Condor! <coughs> condor! Um, your Condor brand stuff. Condor's gotten better than it used to be, but it's still not as good as um, a high-speed gear battle belt. It's not as good as a Blue Force gear chest rig. It's not as good as... It's just not. It's just not. The stitching's not there. The quality of materials is not there. It's getting better. It might be a good budget option just simply to train with if you're not, you know, going into the combats, but it's not as good as. Airsoft or paintball with. Awesome for that. Absolutely awesome for that. Or if you're going to kit up to go hunt now, there are dudes out there that are coyote hunting and they want the versatility of a chest rig and where it carries stuff. And sure, I get not spending, you know, 300 bucks on something from Cry. That's totally cool. Um, you know, but, but it, but when you're talking to people about staking your life on it, um, it's not as good as. So, um, anything to add to that? Oh, let's let's drop back to the belts and talk yep. about why yep. we, we run the belts that we do. So, mil-spec scuba webbing. Um, additional stiffeners in some cases added to those belts when and where necessary, but not everywhere, just for giggles. So, you're not putting a steel band around your waist. Longitudinal stitching. Stitching along the length of the belt for three to five rows depending on what the application of the belt is, stiffens the belt up longitudinally. Um, So the belt wraps around you and on that circumferential axis around the body, it's very comfortable, but on a vertical axis in line with the body pushing down on it, i.e. weight bearing of a holster, mag pouches, etc., it doesn't flex in that direction nearly as much, which gives you a much better draw stroke. It also spreads out the weight of everything you're carrying and makes it much more comfortable. And helps it conceal a lot better too. Yep, exactly. It does all those things. The rigidity of the belt, a belt that's well made, that flexes in the right directions and not in the others, is a godsend when you're carrying a gun. And you don't know that until you ditch the $7.95 Walmart jeans belt and go on. Um, you know, And you won't know it until you try it. And it's hard to believe until you try it. Um, and then hardware, um, the buckles. You know, putting a good buckle on a belt, buckles fail. You know, the belt fails too, but generally it's the buckle that craps out on you. Um, and when you start talking about Austria Alpen buckles um, or G-hooks made by companies that make you know G-hooks for legit uses, those kinds of things, they last a lot longer, um, but also they're just way, way, way stronger. Lots more use cycles before you're going to see a failure. And then also some design issues. For example, the Austria Alpen Cobra buckles 
are made to lock up tighter the more pressure is put on that buckle trying to pull it apart um, so you're just less likely to have a failure with it even if it's an accidental bump you know you're leaning over something working on something it's less likely to get one of the switches popped in the belt fall off um, you know so yeah it's not you know they're they're better than and the other stuff you're saying as good as isn't as good as yeah cool um, bags vertex bags um, vertex bags if you take a vertex bag compared to some of the options that are out there right now um, and, and this is still true to this day I've been saying this unfortunately for probably about six years um, the competition out there makes the same size bag they make the bag in the same colors and they have straps on the bag that you can put over your shoulder and carry it around um, quality of materials may or may not be comparable depending on who made it stitching may or may not be comparable depending on who made it but the big thing with the vertex bags always has been that they hire somebody who spent two or three years with blackwater and who spent six years before that with the 75th ranger regiment and understands why you need a fleece lined uh ipro pocket at the top of the bag um why you need the bag to switch one way from your shoulder to your chest so that the gun's oriented properly if you're going to carry a gun in it um, why the ex, you know the certain interior pockets need to be certain sizes to carry spare mags, flashlights, pens, pencils, whatever, um, and maybe you know a, an old DefTech popper or something like that. Why are you using you know the really big YKK zippers? Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, there's so so the design that goes into those bags, the guys that put input into those bags. Um, if you were to look around, you would probably see some big names out there in the world that are folks that have worked for Vertex at one point or another going, hey, why don't you build a bag that does this? And Vertex actually does that. They actually take that advice versus, um, you know, I'll, I'll pick on Maxpedition because they've, they've gotten a lot better, but Maxpedition takes a bag and they just vomit a bunch of pockets on the outside of it. And at some point you're like, man, if that pocket was a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller, or man, if that pocket was in this location, it would be a lot more functional or any of those different things. And, and I think everybody's gotten better by watching what Vertex does and trying to keep up. Um, and, and, you know, and definitely Maxpedition has gotten better, um, but, but the quality of product and, and the functionality of the product from Vertex is really, really hard to beat. And then from a more current perspective, Vertex has done a phenomenal job of graying out their bags. They've done a, a really good job of changing out um, not necessarily the material, but the color of the material, the patterns of materials, um, dumping molly and stuff like that from the outsides of their bags. Um, Vertex stuff looks a whole lot more like something you'd see in REI than something you'd see in a 511 store right now. Um, so, you know, a combination of those, thing, those things make Vertex a, a better option than most of the competition for those reasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we recently had a, a friend of ours actually go down on the highway with a Vertex bag. He's riding his motorcycle. Uh, the bag actually kind of helped keep him from getting scuffed up pretty good. Yeah, and that's that's definitely a really good thing. Um, that, that same individual, um, I think, has a relative who... Uh, is a law enforcement officer and does quite a bit with Vertex products for smaller guns as concealment guns and stuff like that too. Um, and we were just talking about this on the range on Sunday. Um, uh, the, the bags that he's using, he's running uh, SIG MPXs, MCXs, things of that nature uh, in a very covert methodology. Uh, the bags are also 
have inserts on the exterior pockets of the bags made to hold med kits that are extremely accessible. Um, the bag itself can be brought to bear and bring the weapon to bear very, very quickly because it's designed and made to do it very, very effectively. So, you know, real world use, um, not just looks cool on the shop, on the wall, in the gun store. So, yeah. Um, let's go to med gear real quick. This will be an easy one. Um, med gear, buying cheap med gear. I don't know. It's your butt. Do whatever you want to do. Um, buying med gear online, please be extremely cautious. Uh, there's a lot of counterfeit stuff out there. Um, there are a number of situations here, probably in the last six months, where I've talked to folks who have had a tourniquet online that they've purchased, um, that they've used in a training environment in a class, and thank God it was in a training environment in a class, and the tourniquet failed, and, and they found out, oh, wow, that was a... And then when the instructor got a good look at that piece of equipment, said, oh, yeah, you can see from this, this, and this, that's, that's a counterfeit. Where'd you get it? Oh, Amazon. Um, I love Amazon Prime, guys. Please don't misunderstand me. Uh, lots and lots of cool stuff available to you in two to 24 hours. Um, but there's a reality check that I, I want to touch something like that that I'm going to stake my life on or at least know I'm buying it from a reputable source online. Uh, generally speaking, until you prove it, your online tourniquet and your online med gear is not as good as the stuff that we sell us from North American Rescue. It is all stuff that is literally stuff you can stake your life on. Yeah, you know, everything from NAR is made here in the United States um, is regularly inspected because it's done for government contracts. Uh, I, I think just about everything that they make has an NSN mm -hmm. attached to Most it. Most of it, yeah. Um, yep. You know, so it's done to spec. It's done to spec every time. Yeah, and also for the medical community as well. I mean, you're, you know, um, you know, there's an expectation when you're selling products to hospitals and, and higher care facilities uh, you know, that you have, you know, very rigorous manufacturing procedures and expectations, quality control uh, uh, aspects of manufacturing put into place. These products all have that. Uh, your your, your uh, tourniquet made out of Chineseium, um, you know, that came in on a big boat from somewhere, you know, didn't go through any of that process. It just made to look like the other thing. So, yeah. Um, next topic. Um, let's go with pieces, parts. Um, for pistols, I had a, I actually had an experience here very recently. Somebody had bought the newest uh, G-Gall widget, um, and, I, and I apologize because I cannot remember the name of the manufacturer, um, but it was a trigger for a Glock um, from a manufacturer that's, there was a name that I recognized, and it's escaping me now. That's going to drive me crazy. Um, trigger just stopped. Gun had 500 rounds through it. The trigger, it was not letting the gun reset. And it was a fitment issue with the actual trigger itself in the frame of the gun, the trigger shoe um, in, in the frame of the gun and how it went through the frame of the gun um, did not have the tolerance to keep running. Um, and, 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 and more than likely, if we were to dig down and find out exactly what model that was, we'd probably find out this customer had a competition device put in a gun they were trying to carry defensively, which is another mistake we see that happens. Um, but basically you know it was one of these oh well, i got this at the gun show for a great price or i got this online for a great price and it's just as good as until it stops working and this customer had been oh I'm, I'm running this new trigger it's the best thing ever and then two weeks later was in hey can you take a look at this and see if you can see why it's not working right because it's not resetting consistently and the conclusion we came to was just simply that it, the tolerances were such that it wasn't made to be used um, unless you want to clean it every third time you shoot it or something like that. So, um, you know, so when you're looking at parts of that nature, you know, we carry the apex triggers uh, for a reason. Um, 
it's probably the best option out there that's that's simple rugged reliable easy to install and actually does what it says it does not that there aren't other good options there i'm sure there are there are just too many for me to try and keep up with so we kind of stick with what's tried and true yeah the other really good option for a glock especially is just get with 2000 rounds through it yeah we call it the 2000 round trigger job um by the way this is a service that we offer if you bring your glock to us and bring us 2000 rounds of ammo uh, within about 30 days, we'll get that gun back to you with our 2,000-round trigger job. Uh, and we'll only charge you 50 bucks. Just make sure you bring the gun and the bullets. So um, anybody who's biting on that, 4465 Cemetery Road, Cap City Outfitters, stop in and see us. Um, trigger parts, so that kinds of thing, those kinds of aftermarket accessories. Uh, ran into a situation here recently where a customer bought a uh, mag catch online. Uh, for a G43. Um, also had a number of other aftermarket parts in the gun, um, but upon installation of the mag catch in the gun, um, it, it was letting the magazine, it was not forcing the magazine to seat high enough into the gun that it would feed reliably. And so, you know, and of course the expectation was that it was something else that was in the gun that came from here, not the cheap part that was purchased online from the Glock store. Um, but then upon inspection, um, finding out that it was actually the cheap part from the Glock store and not anything that we had done to the gun because what we use is tried and true. So um, your aftermarket trigger stop for your G43 is not as good as a Vickers that we carry or not as good as a Glock OEM that we carry. So bear those things in mind. Yeah. Um, pit optics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we catch a little bit of crap. Uh, I, I, I want to start out with a caveat on optics. Um, optics are a weird thing because there's such a massive deviation in price. There are some really good optics on the market. If, for example, there are some really good $250 and $300 dot optics on the market. Um, I'm not saying they're ready for duty use, but they might be good enough for you if you're going to shoot casually at the range and keep the gun in your closet. Um, there are some really good $400 one to four, one to six, maybe even one to eight variables out there on the market from different manufacturers. Again, if it's a casual device or something you're gonna hunt with and you wanna keep it in the closet ready to go just in case. Um, there, there, there are some options out there that fall into the realm of budget that are gonna be generally reliable enough for your average recreational consumer to use and then potentially press into use in a life-saving situation. Um, but have no doubt, there's, there's a lot of crap out there in the optics world too. There's a lot of gimmicky stuff. Um, I was extremely reluctant to bring Holosun into the store, um, but we carry Holosun Optics. We started about a year and a half ago because of reports from the field, reports from guys like Aaron Cowan um, who are out there beating on stuff, reports from guys that we shoot with that are trying them, that, that are using them and not having problems. Um, SIG choosing Holosun to make all of their dot optics, especially this contract stuff going to um, different three-letter agencies within Homeland Security and the FBI, etc. Um, you know, kind of made us say, okay, let's, let's give these guys a chance to see what's going on with them. That's proven to be a good choice. Um, so there, there are some less expensive options out there. That, that's fine. We generally push brands like Trigicon, Aimpoint, um, you know, some of the higher end brands because it's stuff if you need, if you do need to stake your life on it on a day to day basis and it's getting thrown in a cruiser every day and stuff like that, they tend to be more durable in the long run. Um, and all of them seem to have very good customer service. So coming in here with a, and, I, and I'll, I, I hate doing this, um, but I'm going to step on Vortex specifically with the Spark Optics. 
The Spark Optics is great to put on a Ruger 1022 takedown um, to go out and, and shoot, you know, targets and plink with and stuff like that, but it doesn't belong on a duty gun. That's what the Spark AR is for, so be aware of that. Um, you know, but it's a dollars conversation. You know, if you spend just a little bit more, you can get something that's actually close to as good as a higher end optic, even though it's not quite, it's still a good analog until you can afford to drop the kind of money you want to drop to get a premium, literally stake your life on a piece of equipment. Yeah, and one of the things they consider, you know, a lot of people, you know, one of the, a lot of people look at you know, somebody's warranty or, you know, how often you know, things get sent back or how quick things get returned. Uh, in the event of the Boogaloo, there's no FedEx, there's no EPS, yeah. warranties are out the window. Yeah. So spend the money to get, you know, invest in quality gear yeah. that's going to be there and is going to perform when when it really has to. Yeah. Yeah, because if the Boogaloo happens and you're, I saved a, you know, I saved a little bit of money on this optic, optic decides that's the day or that's the week or that's the month that's going to go south on you. Um, not having a sexy optic in the Boogaloo will be really bad form. I'm just going to say it. It'll be really bad form. So, um, and, and I could go into optics forever and talk about this, um, you know, but, but definitely, you know, just consider that. Again, stop in. Let's have a conversation about it. Um, there are some brands we sell that I can appreciate the quality and effectiveness of the optic, even if I don't like the company, uh, EOTech. I'm looking right at you. Um, you know, the new EOTech optics are solid. They're good quality products. In the past, they've made good stuff as well here and there. It's just the company chooses to do stupid stuff on a regular basis. Um, it just makes it hard for me to trust or like them. But um, you guys want them, and, and they work, so we carry them. So um, still not as good as the MRO, but whatever. Um, next, pieces parts for ARs. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of crappy triggers out there on the market. Race triggers, go fast triggers for ARs that are not as good as a Geisley, that are not as good as a PNT. Um, there probably are some out there that are just as good, um, but they're not proven in most cases. They're competition proven, not real world proven. The SSA is in the SOP mod kit for a reason, um, and that's one of the reasons that we carry it. We do carry some of their other more gamer stuff, but they're all based off the SSA. So again, pretty damn reliable. Hate the term bulletproof, but pretty bulletproof. Yeah, I mean, you're looking with the SSA, and which is based on the SSF, uh, was originally designed for a unit where if you have a negligent discharge, um, you are immediately removed from said unit yeah. and you find another job. Um, you know, it's designed to never fail. Uh, a lot of aftermarket triggers have set screws, they're adjustable, the materials are made out of are kind of questionable. Yeah. Um, you know, they really have no place in a, a duty or defensive rifle. If you're building it for three gun, and you're willing to, you know, to check on that set screw or make sure your adjustment's right every time you go to the range, you know, great. Um, hopefully it works out for you and doesn't come apart in the middle of the stage. Uh, if you want, you know, a trigger that, you know, 10 years from now when you have to pick it up and actually go to work with it, um, the SSA is going to be there when you need it. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the, the same conversation we have with a lot of the products that we buy. You know, we, if we're looking for accessories for ARs, um, I'm, we generally tell people that, you know, most of what we sell, you can stake your life on, and that's why we choose it. So um, with ARs, whether it's small parts, parts kits from Aero Precision, um, whether it's, you know, gas tubes um, from Spikes Tactical or whether it's Bravo Company products, and it could be Bravo Company builder products or Bravo Company hardware, either one, or Bravo Company furniture, pardon me, either one. 
um, and Magpul furniture, Magpul hardware, Magpul small parts. Um, most of this stuff is it's it's proven. It's it's been out in the crucible. Whether that crucible you know was the desert, um, you know Afghanistan, or the back of a police cruiser in Detroit for ten years. Um, you know most of this stuff's been out there and been beaten on, and it's it's pretty doggone reliable. Um, so that's kind of why we carry it. Uh, Magpul mags. Uh, we've gotten to the Lancer mags because we've had a lot of requests from customers who are shooters. Uh, and the Lancer mags, have, you know, Lancer's a phenomenal manufacturer. They make a lot of really good products. Um, so your, but again, your $6 online, I got it for free when I bought stuff from Anderson. Um, mag is probably not as good as a Magpul mag or a Lancer mag. Um, your old GI aluminum mag is probably not as good as. If it's been rebuilt with a new follower and a new spring, it might be, but still probably not as good as. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that the Marine Corps just ad adopted the Gen 3P mag. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's solid. It's going to work. So, um, I, you know, th this podcast, I, I, I would want to bring this all the way full circle to guns, but then we're just going to add another half an hour of... Um, Taurus sucks. Stop buying them. Um, I don't we'll know what else. Guns for another episode. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. So we're going to leave guns out of this. Um, Let's talk about rails real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we see a lot of times somebody's bringing in, you know, a gun that they got a rail for a really good price at the gun show or online from somewhere. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, the hardware doesn't work. They go to put M-Lock stuff on it, and the M-Lock stuff falls out. Um, either the Picatinny rail on the top is getting chewed up or the, the rail just doesn't lock up tight on the gun. Yeah. Uh, and it's because whoever they got it from had some manufacturer over in China. You know, they ordered a thousand of them Yeah. because they got them really cheap. Um, it might or may not be type three hard anodized. It may or may not be actual <laughs> 7075 aluminum. Yeah. You know, it's Chinesium. There's the reason we use that word. You know, whereas, you know, when you're spending the extra... 50 bucks on a Bravo rail, you know, it's 70, 75 T6 aluminum. Everything is exactly to spec. Uh, you know, we've got actually have to heat that rail up with a heat gun to get it to slide over the barrel nut. Uh, it doesn't move. You know, when you put things into the M-lock or the key mod slots, yeah. they lock in tight. Uh, you can't flex the rail when you're using the sling on it or you're putting pressure on it against the barricade. Uh, you know, and again, it's an investment choice to, to get the quality stuff, but that quality stuff is going to perform you know, time and time again. Yeah, you're, yeah, like I said, your, your Chinesium knockoff, you know, that you bought online for, for $72 is, is not as good as a Geisley, um, a Daniel Defense, a Bravo company. It, it's not as good as. It's not as good as the Midwest Industries. It's not as good as. It's not even close. So we, we fix them and replace them on a regular basis. So, all right, if your cow's bleeding out right now, um, we apologize. But if you had a good tourniquet, you could do something about it. But your Chinesium one's probably going to break when you go to save it. So if we slayed your yeah. cow, sorry, not sorry. I'd say fire up the grill and make some steaks. Bingo! Burger. <laughs> hey, man. Moo. Cool, guys. Thank you. Yeah, uh, if you want to stop in and see us, we're at 4465 Cemetery Road in Hilliard, Ohio. Uh, we're online on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Cap City Outfitters. You can find us on the web at CapCityOutfitters.com. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you sometime soon. Thanks a bunch, guys.